Welcome to Socialist Revolution Podcast, a podcast for communists. Ten minutes from now, a lot of you are going to have a new understanding of communism. Just what is communism? You rattle off a lot of fancy words, don't you? Like imperialism, proletarians. He must be a communist. You communist. Communist? A specter is haunting Europe. The specter of communism. communism. The presence within America of communist propagandists dedicated to the establishment of a new order. Are there communists in this organization? Thousands of Americans actually aiding the communists. Communism stronger, more determined than ever. The children of present-day America will live in a communist society. I'm Laura Brown, and I'm here at our National Center in New York City with Stanton Young, who's a national organizer. This is going to be a very special episode, so I'm very excited for you to be here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Stanton Young. I, I'm an organizer uh, for the International Marxist Tendency in Philadelphia, and I'm really excited about organizing communists around the country and around the world. And the title of this episode is, Are You a Communist? Then Get Organized. If uh, you're in a city in the United States, you may have walked around and seen some posters or stickers that have precisely this slogan. It's almost like if you read the Communist Manifesto in the introduction, Karl Marx says that there's a specter haunting Europe. I think there's a specter haunting the United States of America, the specter of communism. What is going on? Why is America turning red? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, a lot of people listening, you know, maybe you saw a poster, maybe you saw a sticker, maybe you were surprised to see that sticker or poster, and maybe uh, you're listening now, and, and, and that that probably is the first question, you know, on the front of your mind, right? Why are we asking this question? Are you a communist? And, and what kind of a response is it getting? What does this mean? What's behind the posters? What's behind the slogan? You know, I think that uh, I don't really need to list everything going on in the world, because it's just plain to see. Capitalism is ruining the world. Uh, it's turning it's turning the clock backwards. We see war, poverty, recession, austerity, inflation is worse than it's ever been. Even in the United States, the supposedly richest country in the world, 500,000 people sleep on the streets every night. Uh, we have the worst debt problems ever. Uh, global debt, you know, is is 350% of GDP, what have you. And I would just say that I think, especially here in the United States, how many of us have been sold the idea of the so-called American dream that our lives will be better than our parents' lives and that our kids' lives will be better than ours and that if you work hard, uh, if you go to university, you'll have a good, you'll be able to have a good life and get by uh, quite easily. But ultimately, capitalism has robbed our potential to do this. This isn't even to go into the, the climate change and how most young people understand that really the world is being destroyed and there isn't going to be a world to actually grow up in and, and live, a, live a good life in, right? Um, so what does that mean? You know, what, what are we seeing? What we're witnessing is just a, a fundamental change in consciousness where people are rejecting capitalism and they're choosing a difference, that they're looking for a different system and choosing communism. We've been receiving uh, messages in response to this campaign a slogan of, are you a communist? Um, and for instance, one of them said that I just turned 40 and I'm looking at the world in a completely different way. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps is a lie. The American dream is a lie. I firmly believe capitalism is leading us to complete ruin. I'm sick of the competition. I'm sick of the dog-eat-dog -dog mentality. I'm sick of spending every waking moment just trying to get by, dedicating myself to a workplace that only demands more. 
This isn't the future I imagined. I want to know what we can do to finally transition away from this capitalist dystopia to a prosperous future. So this is just one example of how uh, people's lives are being turned upside down and they're desperately looking for an alternative so that they can escape this uh, dystopian capitalist horror and actually have uh, a life worth living. From our point of view, that's very a very important phenomenon. It's a very exciting time to be a Marxist, to be a communist. And we understand that capitalism itself, the crisis of the system, prepares these uh, transformations of consciousness and the potential for a mass communist movement. So how's the, has the campaign actually, how's it going? You're, you're in Philadelphia, right, Stanton? So you've seen posters. Are we actually getting an echo? Is there a positive response to this? Well, we're definitely getting a positive response in Philadelphia, but I think we're getting a positive response across the country, right? So I think this is a great quote, and I think that there's millions of people across the United States just like this. Uh, in fact, polls from uh, oftentimes right-wing think tanks, like maybe you've heard of the Fraser Institute, showed that 20% of people aged 18 to 34, so that doesn't even include this 40-year-old that we just mentioned, uh, believe that communism is the ideal economic system. And that actually represents around 30 million, well, 30 million people across all age groups across the country. Um, that's a huge swath of the population. And I think it's, it's interesting to talk about age here. You know, uh, I, I very much agree with that sentiment of being a bit older, having lived through, uh, you know, a good portion of, of working life. But I would ask the question too, you know, what does it mean uh, to be a 16 year old right now, right? If you're, if you're 16 right now, that means that you were born in 2008 the year of the greatest financial crisis in history up to that point. And what's the rest of your life been? You know, childhood and then high school. It's been uh, the start of the Black Lives Matter movement in 2014, the election of Donald Trump, the pandemic, the explosion of the Black Lives Matter movement after the assassination of uh, George Floyd, what have you. It's just crisis after crisis after crisis, proof positive that this system can't actually guarantee us a real meaningful life and we need a different system. I think that um, the campaign for Are You a Communist was launched just over a month ago in the United States. And so far, uh, as far as I know, we've received over 600 submissions uh, of people asking to join, to get organized, to be a member of Socialist Revolution, which is the international Marxist tendency in the U.S. Uh, and like I said, I mean, there's a lot of uh, very inspiring messages. A lot of people just write in, I hate capitalism. I'm a communist. What can I do? Uh, there's people who, who said death to capitalist exploitation. Uh, someone said, I fucking hate capitalism. I'm deeply ready for serious revolution, no matter the cost. So you can see that there's this deep seated anger and energy to do something. And so what, what can we do, right? If you're a communist in this country, what's next? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I think first of all, you know, I would just say, that this is exactly the point behind this campaign, right? Uh, uh, what's the second sentence of the poster that that hopefully everyone's seen somewhere in their city, right? It says, are you a communist? And then it says, then get organized. And that's because you can't be a communist by yourself. You can't be a communist outside of a real communist movement. The goal, the role of communists is to organize a force capable of uniting the working class along a clear program uh, for the transformation of society. And, you know, you you began this podcast by quoting the Communist Manifesto. There's another uh, great line in the Communist Manifesto, I think maybe only a few lines after the specter of communism line, where he says, you know, it is time for communists to proclaim their ideas openly. 
Um, and I think, yeah, now is the time. Now is the time to build an organization, build a nucleus of a future mass communist party that can be a fighting force for the working class across the country. So what does it mean to get organized? Well, you know, the international Marxist tendency uh, is, first of all, this this campaign is going worldwide. So if you happen to be traveling, you might see a, a similar slogan in a different language, which which would be cool. Um, but the U.S. section where we're participating in this, we want to we want as many American communists as possible to join our organization uh, and to help build uh, the U.S. section of an international organization. Uh, and what that means, it means, first and foremost, finding other communists, right? Uh, building a communist cell, maybe in your workplace, classroom, town. Eventually, we want a communist cell in every uh, location that we can across the United States. Uh, if you want, you can grab some stickers, uh, put them around your neighborhood, put them around your area, what have you. And if you submit your info to uh, to our website, you'll be put in touch with a communist near you. Uh, you can get together uh, and and discuss regularly and, and, and form groups that regularly study the ideas of Marxist theory and learn the techniques of communism uh, so that we can build a, a fighting force that's greater than just the sum of its parts. And that's, a, I think, a great way to visualize this. Sometimes people feel isolated or or like they're alone in their sentiment in their anti-capitalism in their you know search for a better society but if you look at the statistics you just quoted earlier if there's 30 million people who think communism is the ideal system potentially you could have a party of 30 million people who are organized right so socialist revolution in the US we're we're trying to precisely assemble organize that force, those millions of people who see themselves as communists and who want to fight for a better society, and as an individual, as a in, as a one person in your bedroom listening to this podcast or out in the street, you cannot fundamentally change anything. But with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people organized, we would actually have an impact. But one question that some people might have is, you know, the United States, it has a bit of a track record of anti-communism. Uh, you know, if people are distributing communist literature or, or if you're out there and you identify with communism boldly, some people might think, OK, well, you're going to get attacked or there's going to be right wingers uh, who send hate mail or stuff like that. Is it actually going to catch on in a country like the U.S. considering all the history of the Red Scare and anti-communist propaganda? You know, has that been an issue? Well, you know, you so you already read out a, a submission uh, that was incredibly passionate about being a communist and being a, a and wanting to fight and end capitalism. Uh, it's true we've gotten some flack uh, a little bit. Some, some right-wingers have targeted us. There have been a few instances of this. I mean, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever heard of this person, Laura Loomer. I personally haven't, but apparently this is like a right-wing... I googled it. Her Wikipedia says anti-Muslim white nationalist, uh, basically a far-right Republican or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So she found some of our uh, posters outside of Atlanta. Uh, and uh, But it's funny, though. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really know if she's trying to actually help us or hurt us. She wrote this huge Twitter post. Uh, where she says, Fulton County, Georgia is a hotbed of communist, all caps, recruiters. And then essentially goes on basically to advertise our events for us. She says, uh, the I saw several of these communist recruitment posters plastered on the street corners. The posters say, are you a communist? Then get organized. They have a QR code on them that takes you directly to socialistrevolution.org with instructions on how you can sign up to get training and become a trained communist and attend the Marxist school in Minneapolis, New York, Phoenix, and 
Ben Bellingham. I mean, that's, I don't. That's uh, hilarious. That's great. It's yeah. like uh, they advertise our events better than uh, we could. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could have advertised this uh, this way myself. This is great, and it, she even has a video. It's like a minute long of of our poster. I mean, that's that's fantastic. If you want to go see what our posters look like and and see the proof that we actually do have communists, even in the deep south of the United States, go go here. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: is communism represents the future for humanity. Capitalism is dying, and we represent the force that can actually transform things for the better. These people represent nothing. Actually, the TPUSA, it's another right wing outfit. They've also targeted us before. They're talking to our comrades in Arizona when they're doing their outreach and stuff like that. They quote-unquote, infiltrated a public event that we organized uh, in Minneapolis. This, these people represent nothing and no one other than the capitalists themselves. They're actually backed and funded by billionaires. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So not only do these do these people only represent billionaires, only represent, you know, the, the backwardsness, what have you, they represent a genuinely small force. You know, the, the type of anti-communist hate we've gotten from this campaign is nothing, absolutely nothing relative to all of the most passionate, uh, enthusiastic submissions, all of the people that we're meeting who, who are so interested in communism wanting to get involved. Yeah, I think we've gotten something like two or three messages that were from right-wingers. Uh, whereas, like I mentioned earlier, we've gotten hundreds and hundreds of messages of people wanting to join communists, trying to get organized. Like uh, someone from Bellingham, Washington, told us that he wants to join to end the brutal oppression that is late-stage capitalism. He says, no human being should be forced to endure the conditions created by this wretched system. Or uh, someone from Philadelphia, where you're from, Stanton, wrote that uh, he wants to join to propel the world revolution. Someone from Boston, Massachusetts said, I hate capitalism more than anything. It ruined every aspect of my life. From Auburn, Alabama, I've been sitting around reading theory for too long and the itch to get physically involved in the revolution has grown and grown. We can't accomplish anything alone. And joining a group of like-minded comrades seems like the logical next step. Yeah, I got, I got a good one from Philly if you want one. Do it. The destructive forces of capitalist production and exploitation are destroying the very earth we rely on. And so just so we're clear, this person is not a member. This is just this is just a communist walking around. Starts off starts off a submission well, with that. He should be a member, I he think. Should if be you a wrote member, this, yeah. yeah. He should he should, he should join. <laughs> Where if you wrote this, if you're out there listening to this, then you need to join this organization right now. He goes on to say, a revolution, a complete deconstruction of those exploitative forces is the only solution in my view. What, what is that? What is that? But not a future future leader of the working class. And this is just some examples. I mean, we got messages from Seattle, from Greeley, Colorado, from Irvine, California, from Houston, Texas, and every single state in the country. Uh, we, we can see that there is uh, communists pretty much everywhere. I remember my high school, you know, U.S. history classes or whatever. You're taught about the Red Scare. You're taught that communism never worked and that uh, there are no communists in the United States. But at the same time, you're also talked about uh, these these things like, you know, the Red Scare and, 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 and every other sentence of every other book, whatever, starts with like why Marx was wrong or, or why communism is bad. And I think it's we should ask ourselves why they have to make this argument so much uh, and, and for so long. And the answer is because actually throughout U.S. history, or at least, you know, the recent uh, 100 years would have you, there have been millions of communists. Uh, and I think this is a tradition that we are proud to 
to be a part of, right? Communists actually built the labor unions in the United States. They built the original labor movement, a labor movement that's starting to wake up again. You know, we carry this banner of communism on our shoulders very, very proudly. And I think that, you know, the reason there is so much anti-communist propaganda in the United States is because there actually are so many communists and there is so much and has been so much support for communism. I think sometimes the right wing gets way too much, uh, way too much press for what they actually represent. The working class is the largest force in society. And, and, and uh, the right wing might be loud, but they, they don't actually have that many people. I mean, just ask yourself, uh, could January 6th, 2021 have happened on June 6th, 2020? No, uh, because 2000 right wingers represented nothing in the middle of, of 25 million people on the streets fighting to end racism, fighting the police. This is the force that represents a future mass struggles in the United States, represents the future of of the communist movement. Yeah, I'm actually I'm glad you brought up some of these mass movements that have happened over the last period in the US, because those are perfect examples that capitalism itself, through its crises, through all the pressure that it puts on working class people, Capitalism prepares revolutionary movements, uprisings, but you can also see that if there isn't a sufficiently large revolutionary leadership, if there isn't a communist party, a mass communist party that's connected to those movements, that's connected to the majority of the working class, the movement will not succeed. And that's precisely what why we have revolutionary optimism, because we know revolutions are happening and will happen. But that's also why we have a sense of urgency that we need to build the nucleus of a communist party now. And that's why we are launching the Are You a Communist? Then Get Organized campaign so that we can achieve socialist revolution in our lifetime if we organize now. But of course, you know, that that brings up a sort of different point a different question, which is like, why isn't there actually a force of communists in society? What organizations in society talk about communism in any way whatsoever? I think first and foremost, you know, it would probably be the Republican Party. I did every everyone on stage at the recent debate they had Donald Trump all of the time pretty much just sort of uses the term communism to describe whatever they don't like, even if it's just something as simple as their breakfast, what have you. And there's no existing force in society that ever, ever clarifies, you know, what is communism? Communism is not Joe Biden and puts it you forward. You uh, Trump recently said, I used to say we'll never be a socialist country. And I was right because the train never stopped at the socialist, you know, that station never stopped. It just went right by. So maybe we hit the Marxist station and the communist station, but they never stopped at socialism, did they, Monica? Never stopped. You know, it's like, so I was right. He's making it seem like Joe Biden uh, and the Democratic Party somehow are communists, which is absolutely ridiculous. And like you were saying, there's no one else who actually claims that label. And, you know, there's people like AOC, right, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or like, Bernie Sanders, of course, they present themselves as being this like radical left wing of the Democrats. And that's precisely why these right wingers are like, oh, yeah, th- there's the communists. Right. W- what about them? Right. And I think that's that's a question that that comes up quite often if you're just like uh, watching mainstream news and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, uh I, I first joined the the communist movement. I first started getting organized around this time when when people like Bernie Sanders or AOC were first gaining popularity. And at a certain time, they were able to to make a certain wave and have a real audience because they used words that hadn't been used for so long, but were ultimately popular. Words like socialist, socialism. But ultimately, 
what have these liberal socialists, if you will, these these democratic socialists, what have they done over the past eight or so years? Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez voted against the rail strike that could have happened last December. She sided with the U.S. government outlawing the ability of rail workers to go on strike for not only higher wages, but the ability to actually have a sick day, right? I don't particularly think that's how a socialist, certainly not a communist, should act. In fact, I think that's a, a socialist call them whatever you want, siding with the ruling class against the working class. Bernie Sanders has has sold out twice for Hillary Clinton and then Joe Biden. Uh, in other words, these people don't give any type of independent organization or independent lead to the working class. They just follow the lines of the ruling class in the Democratic Party. This helps nothing. This solves nothing. It, if, if anything, it just gives a left cover to a organ whose job is to defend capitalism and attack the working class at every step of the way. And so communists don't support the Democratic Party? No. Well, well. Communists shouldn't support the Democratic Party. Uh, real communism uh, and original communism in the United States fought for class independence, fought for, for the need for the working class to have its own organization and its own political lead. And that's a banner that communists today need to reclaim. We need to completely forget about the Democratic Party, understand that the Democrats and Republicans fundamentally represent the same class interests. Yeah, both parties are parties that are tools for the capitalist class, for the billionaires uh, to carry out class war against the working class, which is the class that actually produces all the wealth that exists in this country. And going back to the question of, you know, communism in the USA, is that even possible? Yeah, I exactly. I think that... Uh The United States has one of the largest working classes in the world, one of the most diverse working classes in the world, and it has 30 million communist workers just walking around every day. I think this is, a, this is the place I want to be to fight for communism and build a real communist force. And I also think, too, we should just mention that, you know, as much as it can seem like the Democrats and Republicans have such a grip on Americans, how many people abstain from elections every election? You know, how many people... Uh, identify hating both presidential candidates every election is usually around or more than 50%. I think this swath of the country is just waiting for a class independent force to give a lead to this type of anger, this type of mood in society. Yes, absolutely. And we would say that alternative, that lead would be a communist party, a mass communist party. Um, but uh, right now, there isn't such an alternative in the political spectrum. There's a Democrats, Republicans, and a majority of Americans who support neither of those. And then you have uh, so-called socialists who just kind of go along with this uh, charade, with, with this show of bourgeois politics. Uh, and I think part of the reason why you've seen a rise in interest for communism distinctly as opposed to socialism is precisely because of those betrayals that you mentioned of people who maybe self-identify or use the label of socialism, but then implement or support capitalist policies and just go along uh, with the two-party system such such as it is in the United States. I think one question that we might ask is, you know, our organization in the U.S. is called Socialist Revolution. So are we socialists? Are we communists? You know, is socialism just reformism? What, what, what you know, how would we use these terms or what would we identify with? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Why exactly right now we're we're calling ourselves communists and why so many people are calling themselves communists as opposed to the socialists that exist in society who really aren't that much different from Democrats, right? 
But of course, we have to understand all of these terms, not in the way that uh, the, the public vernacular or Fox News understands these terms, uh, but in a scientific sense, right? And, and Marxists, we are, we are Marxists also, uh, Marxism is a philosophy uh, that explains how the working class across the world uh, can take power uh, and end capitalism and replace it with a new system. We're fighting for a system in which the working class has democratic control of the commanding heights of the economy, and it can actually plan a rational democratic system. And once that system is is uh, built worldwide, we would call that system socialism, a system that has a workers' government, a democratic workers' government, uh, and is is advancing. And at a certain stage, that type of society will advance so far uh, that it will end in an entirely classless and moneyless society, which we would call communism. That doesn't necessarily need to uh, reflect itself in the name uh, of the organization. In fact, you know, the, the most famous communists in the world, uh, the Bolsheviks of Russia, who became the Communist Party prior to seizing power, they were simply called the Social Democrats, uh, the, the Russian Social Democratic Labor Party, right? Yeah, and, and basically uh, the point is, is that you can't just get rid of capitalism and overnight after the revolution, the next day, somehow you'll end up with a classless, moneyless, stateless society. And socialism would be the first stage, the transition from capitalism to such a society, to a communist society, uh, which I think, like we said, in the United States, this could be achieved relatively quickly on the basis of the existing wealth, the existing advances in technology and so forth. Like I was just reading an article earlier uh, in our website, socialistrevolution.org, that described how there's now a shortage of cancer drugs. And we're talking about the country that has like the most advanced medical uh, fields, research, uh, you know, pharmaceutic industry, all of this. And yet on the basis of capitalism, of imperialism, of monopoly, that turns into its opposite. And it's everything is done just for profit. But that productive capacity, the potential, the research, all of this is already there. And once we unleash it from the grip of private property, uh, we could very quickly transition to a kind of society where there's super abundance. Uh, and that's why in our program right now, we fight for a minimum wage of like $5,000 a month, basically, for a 20-hour work week. Uh, and so we that I think we could achieve overnight on the basis of how many people there are that can work and the wealth that the capitalists are hoarding. Uh, but then from there, uh, you could, you know, within a few generations, transition to a society where there is no money, where there are no classes, where there is no state, and people just live from each according to their ability, to each according to their needs. So that sounds great. But how do we actually get there? What does it mean to organize for communism today? And I guess in a certain sense, when people, if you like what you're hearing, if you're seeing a poster and you scan the QR code, what is the international Marxist tendency actually doing today? And what does it mean to be a member? Yeah, so the International Marxist Tendency is a truly international organization. We have official sections in around, uh, in close to 40 countries around the world. Um, and what we do is in each of these countries, you know, we are, we are work, we are building the nucleus of future mass communist parties. Of course, socialism, like we just said, is international or it is nothing. Um, and so in the United States, our, our paper is called Socialist Revolution. 
And what we are trying to do is build a cell of, of communists uh, who are organizing, they're studying the ideas of Marxism, they're learning what it means to be a communist, and they're further growing, right? So they're further talking to coworkers, classmates, what have you. And we're looking to build communist cells in every classroom, school, town, neighborhood, workplace around the country. And so if you click submit uh, on our join form, you'll be contacted by a communist who will who will ask you to get together, discuss our ideas, and then go go from there, essentially start stickering, uh, start hanging up signs, what have you, and start forming new cells all across the country. And already, you know, we have either uh, official student clubs, cells or organizations at various universities across the country, like Temple University in Philadelphia, the University of Minnesota, University of California, uh, Irvine. And I think I think I mean, maybe 10 others. I don't even know why I started to try to list them all. Uh, and if you are at a school where we, we have an organization already, you should go check it out, check out one of their meetings. In fact, all of them will be starting their fall semesters with the same event called Why We Are Communists, which is going to be a great event, especially one to go with questions and ask what it means you know, to be a communist. And if you're at a university where we don't have a club yet, then all the more reason to get involved, submit your info, and then we can go start building a communist cell or a communist club right where you are. And lastly, I'll just say that in the United States, uh, we have regional schools, regional weekend-long seminars, if you will, on different topics uh, of communist theory. We have one in uh, the Northeast, in New York City, one in the Midwest, in Minneapolis, uh, one on the West Coast, in Bellingham, uh, uh, Washington, and one uh, down South, in Phoenix. And uh, each of them are a weekend-long. They're on different weekends throughout the fall. Uh, They're going to be fantastic. I know I'll be attending the one in New York. And uh, I think that'd be a great place to go and see what it means, not only to just build a a communist cell in a workplace or what have you, but to be part of a truly national and a truly international organization. Yeah, I mean, communism isn't just a label. It's not just like an identity or wearing hammer and sickles on your T-shirt. I think if you're serious about communism, you should... First of all, yeah, get organized and spread the movement. Uh, But spreading the movement ultimately means also spreading uh, communist ideas. And it's in that spirit that that we organize these kinds of events, educating ourselves in the history of the class struggle in Marxist theory so that we can actually understand how capitalism came to be and how it can be overthrown uh, in our lifetime and replaced with a better kind of society. So for instance, I'm based in New York myself and at the NYC Marxist School, we're going to discuss what communism actually is as an ideology and the importance of Marxist theory. We will be discussing also the history of communism in the U.S. There's the past attempts to build a mass communist party and why they failed and how we can build one today. But we will, we will also discuss some more historical topics from the international movement, uh, such as the Chinese Revolution of 1949. Was China communist? Uh, how did the revolution turn out? Is China communist today or is it capitalist? Uh, and and much many other topics. But like Stanton said, uh, there's events in four different cities, four different regions around the country. And you can go to socialistrevolution.org slash school to register, learn more. And again, this is not just an academic exercise. This is an exchange of ideas so we can deepen our understanding of how society works and how through our collective organizing, through you know the collective power of the working class, we can finally change it and uh, establish a communist society. Do you have any final words, Stanton, before we finish the episode? Honestly, no. I, I, I think... 
I, I think if you if you started this podcast having already answered are you a communist then I hope you end listening to this podcast by getting organized and I think if you started this podcast not knowing if you're a communist I hope we've convinced you to be a communist and to get organized Bella, no.